praise in Jesus' name. Everybody agree with that? Say amen. amen. All right, let's go to our main text. So that's going to be found where? Romans, I'll give you a clue. What chapter? I know it's been a week. You had a week off, so that's okay. All the studious, studious ones, as you all are, Romans chapter 5. That's right, Romans chapter 5. And, and, and so turn there. I have the New King James. And, you know, on Wednesday night, this thing I love about Wednesday night, you bring your Bibles, you bring your different translations. Man, we get a chance to share. We get a chance to hear, you know, uh, just the different translations, which is really a blessing. And I'm excited about that. And, and we're going to talk about the aspects of grace. Say aspects. All right. Okay. Now, let's look at our text together. So let me begin reading from the New King James. Here's what it says, verse 1, Romans chapter 5. And if you have not highlighted this in your Bible, or you, if you don't mind writing it, underlining it, mark it, this is so important for you to get a hold of this. And then I want to just, for just a few moments, I want to give you some other scriptures that we're going to look at about the kingdom of God. But notice what this says. Therefore, having been justified by faith, say by faith, so we're justified by what? Faith. It says we have peace. Glory to God. Man, I like that already. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we, it says, whom also, notice that, also we have access. Now, come on now. See, we see the process here. Everything works. First of all, we've been justified by faith. You have a relationship with God. And understand this, that no matter what we're going through, no matter what kind of trouble, anything's happening around us, we have been justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access. Say access. Now, when you came in tonight, some of you came in, the side, I call it the side door. I call that the front door. But, but some of us call it different. Some say, well, that's the back door. I, it doesn't matter what door. But to get into, into the building tonight, to get into the church tonight, you had to access one of these doors. Am I right? And when you access the door, it means you had entrance to come in, and here we are sitting down together. Here we are studying tonight on the subject of grace, access, right? Just like going into the bank. Well, you can go to the bank in order to get money out of the bank. Aren't you glad today? You can use ATM. Aren't you glad today? You can go online. You can do all this kind of stuff, right? Or you can go right up to a teller if you want to do that. But you have access in many ways to get monies out of your bank. How many? You know that, right? But the key is that we have to do something in order to receive something. I know that I have to uh, take steps. I have to move forward. I have to have, I like to call it, when you're dealing with faith, having corresponding action to what you believe. Say what I believe. And so how many believe this, that you have been born again? Now, how did you get born again? Okay, now remember what we're talking about. We're talking about faith. We're talking about grace. All right? So turn with me over in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2. This is so important because I want to share with you some other things about the kingdom of God. And, and I believe you'll love it. And I really want you if, you, if you don't mind, do this for yourself. Not just for me. Say for yourself, for myself. I would like for you to take time to study on the kingdom of God. In other words, finding out what the kingdom of God is. Finding out who inherits the kingdom of God. 
Not only that, but also, listen, uh, find out basically, you know, again, what's in the kingdom of God, what it is, what's in it, and who will inherit the kingdom of God. You will find from the gospels to the epistles, if you'll look, look up, you can, however, what type of uh, study aid you have, whether it's on your iPhone, whether it's, you know, you go back and have your traditional Strong's Concordance or whatever you use, I encourage you, you will be so blessed to understand what the kingdom of God is because I'm going to show you some things about the kingdom and that, that I want to just resonate on the inside of you. Who has found Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9? Everyone should say, I have. All right, so let's hear a translation. Let us know what you have, and I want us to hear this nice and loud together. Remember, what are we talking about tonight? Grace. We're talking about also faith, right? Giving us what? Access, right? By this grace of God and grace and faith working together will give us access or it'll uh, cause us to receive the benefits or some of the benefits or blessings in the kingdom. Well, let's look at one, not the first, but one. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. Who wants to read that for us? As we're reading this, that, that again, powerful scripture. Because if you'll understand this scripture, I believe if you'll understand this scripture, that it is kind of like, a window it's kind of like a door into receiving multiple blessings or the way you receive salvation is the way you also receive other blessings in the kingdom of God say the way, the way. so let's look at this somebody else that was what translation was that Russ New King James who has a different translation than New King James okay mm -hmm. Ooh, don't you just love it Man, and so we're picking up a theme here. Really, I like to use the word, I shouldn't say hate, but, but I really don't like to use the word a lot of times process because, you know, people say, oh, that's a process and this is this process. But we're seeing here tonight that the scripture is revealing to us how we're born again or how we enter into the kingdom. Are you with me? You see this? Okay, someone else, give us another translation, please. Wow. So now here's what I want us to do. Everybody stay right where you are and listen as I read to you. I'm going back to Romans chapter 5. Now, as before I go back there, one is Ephesians 2, 8, 9. Tell me some words here. Are there familiar words that we were picking up here? Tell me what you see that we've been talking about dealing with, with this subject this past few weeks. What words? What stands out? Just go ahead and just shout them out. What words you see there? Grace. Saved. What else? Okay. What else? That's it. Give me some more. You said what? Grace. What else? Okay. So give me again. There what? Grace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not of works. Very good. Now listen. Now keep that in mind. Now listen to what I'm about to read to you because this is so important. Verse 2 of Romans chapter 5. Notice what it says here. It says, through whom also we have access by what? Faith into this grace. Are you with me? That we stand. Now, so how do we get born again? How do we inherit the kingdom of God? Notice, for by grace are you saved. Through what? Faith. So we have to use our faith. We just can't say, okay, you know, just... 
you know, how do I get saved? People say, I don't know how I get saved. Well, you know what? You have to use faith. You, there's, when the scripture, when the word of God is being taught, and what happens upon hearing the word on the inside of us, it just kind of generates what I would call like, like excitement or, or interest or, or the spirit of God begins to pull on your spirit. And what happens is because people are hearing the word, they respond to the word. And then next thing you know, when there's an altar call given at the end of the, of the service or at any point in time, that if you want to get born again, you want to give your heart to the Lord, raise your hands, people go, boom, I want to get saved. Why? Because they heard the word of God. And when they heard the word of God, what does it build up in our hearts when we hear it? It builds up faith. Faith for what? Faith to get saved. And guess what? Then you respond, but you have to respond. Everybody say respond. So we have to do something with our faith, don't we? Okay, and I like to say it this way. Faith has corresponding action. I just can't say I have faith and not do anything with it. I have to use my faith. You say, okay, well, what does that, ha what does that have to do with this scripture? Well, you know what? Many people have heard the gospel. Am I right? Many people have heard scriptures, but even after hearing, some of them have not yet still gotten saved. Why is that? And why is it that some have? What did they do? What did they apply? What did they not apply? Talk to me. What does the scripture say you have to do? That's right. You have to have faith, right? And in order, when you have faith, and it's by grace that we're saved. So if they're not, they don't have faith to be saved, guess what? They're not going to be what? Saved. Do you know when we talk about the word saved or salvation, what that simply means is this, to be rescued. I like that. Man, that we are saved, we are rescued. But you know what? It doesn't stop there. When we talk about the word saved or salvation, it's all-inclusive is what I like to say. Or in other words, it's salvation, but it's preservation, it's healing, it's prosperity, See, that's what salvation includes and so much more. So if we understand that when I'm saved, man, guess what? You receive all of that and everything else that God has prepared for you in the kingdom. But how many of you know this? If you don't know what's in the kingdom, then you don't know what belongs to you. Am I right about that? It's like buying a brand new car and you decide to jump in and not read the manual. Right? Now, how many have ever done that before, whether brand new or new, whatever the case may be, anything, you, know, you buy something and you decide, well, man, I'm just going to go ahead and just use it. The next thing you know, it's like, uh-oh, wait a minute, I'm stuck. Why? I didn't read the manual. I don't understand how it works. I don't understand what's in it. Do you know what? Why a lot of people, I believe today, are not benefiting from what's in the kingdom of God is for many reasons, not just one. But a lot of it is because they don't know what's in the kingdom of God. Well, how do we know what's in the kingdom? Guess what we do? We read the Bible. We pick up the manual. We pick up what the Bible says belongs to us that's in the kingdom of God. So if I don't do that, then I'm not going to hear the word of God. And if I don't hear the word of God, it's not going to build faith in my heart. So therefore, what's in the kingdom of God, I'm not going to receive it. I'm pushing it away. You say, I'm not pushing it away. Pastor, what do you mean I'm pushing it away? Well, we're not taking the time to tap in, and we're not taking the time to study, so I'm doing something with it. There's some kind of resistance that's taking place, whether we like it or not. Well, let's look at some more scriptures about the kingdom. 
Let's go to Matthew 6.33. Oh, this is so good. Because when you, the reason why I want to cover kingdom for a few more minutes is because I want you to understand what belongs to you. I want you to understand what's in the kingdom. Say, in the kingdom. Well, Matthew 6.33, very familiar. Am I right about that? Of course it is. So let's turn there, write that down in your notes. Someone you have it, let's hear a few scriptures. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Someone read that for us, please, nice and loud. Let us know what translation you have as well, if you don't mind. Whew. Let's stop here. Wow, that's powerful. The Amplified does what? Amplifies it. So it says, seek first the kingdom of God, his way. Say God's way. His way of doing things and his way of what? Being right. All right? Now, when we get a hold of that truth, in the kingdom of God is God's way of doing things. So when you belong to the kingdom of God, when you gave your heart to the Lord, understand this, you said no to the devil. You said, I, I received Jesus as my personal Savior and Lord. Then what happened at that moment, spiritually speaking, you were translated out of the kingdom of darkness and we're into the kingdom of light. You are in a new kingdom, the kingdom of God. That's where you are because you are spiritually, you are born again. Now, because you're in this kingdom, we just read here that that Matthew 6.33, of course, the King James or New King James says, seek first the kingdom of God, right? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then what's going to happen after that? What things? Yeah, but all, what are all things? In the kingdom. But you say, well, I don't know what's in the kingdom. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. It's time to learn what's in the kingdom. Am I right about that? Let's learn what's in the kingdom. In other words, let's learn what belongs to us. And the more we learn, guess what? The better we're going to be able to operate in the kingdom. What I mean by operate is to walk in the kingdom, to receive what's in the kingdom of God. But I have to study the word. And if I don't put time in, I'm not going to understand what belongs to me. Now, how do we access how do we get into the kingdom of God? I'm glad you asked. Here we go. All right. Turn with me to John 3, 3. Man, I tell you, you guys are so sharp tonight. It's just, I mean, just praise God. All right. So John 3, 3, you had that look on your face. And, and I seen on your face, you said, Pastor, John 3, 3. So that's why I said it. Okay. How about that? Is that all right? Okay. John 3, 3. Now I'm saying, what, what was my question? How do you access the kingdom of God? Very good. Okay. All right. You're with me. Okay. When you find it, when everybody, when you find it, say, praise the Lord. Okay. Well, someone go ahead and read it for us if you don't mind. I mean, we're all family together. We're studying together. And if you want to read, you're more than welcome to read. There's no pressure. But if you want to go ahead and do that, I want you to read. But notice the caption, what, we're, what Jesus is talking about here, before we go any further, is the new birth. The new birth. Or we can say, can I say it this way? Being born again. Or becoming a Christian, right? Okay, so let's look at verse. Wow. Wow. Okay, see. So your word says see. Let's look together and see. Does anybody have anything other than the word see 
the kingdom of God? Any other translation? Or is it every translation you have says see? Something that's a read different? See. Okay. So see the kingdom of God. Then we can say, how about enter? Is that safe to say without taking away from the word of God? Okay. All right. So what gives us access now into the kingdom of God? What does it say here? You have to be born again. You have to be born into the kingdom. You know what? It's just like, I don't know, uh, of course, your last name and, you know, what you have in your family. But guess what? You were born into your family, your natural family. Okay? Well, that's naturally speaking. Spiritually speaking, because you belong to God and God belongs to you, you were born into a spiritual family. Every one of us here tonight, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. We belong to the same family of God. All that we would get a hold of that in the body of Christ. You're my brother. You're my sister. And we have a heavenly father. I like to say we have an elder brother, Jesus. Come on. This is about the, fam talking about the family of God. So access. Everybody say access. How do we access the kingdom of God? Help me. Be born again. Now. When you're in the kingdom of God, Matthew 6.33 says for us to what? Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. Then what? All these things will be added unto you. Well, let's look at one more scripture and then we'll jump right into grace, tying all this together. Romans 14. Romans chapter 14, verse 17. I believe that you'll like this. It'll really bless you tonight. And we're, I just wanted to, to tap into for you for the purpose of walking away tonight saying, what is the kingdom of God? What, what belongs to? What's, what's the kingdom of God all about? And so, verse 17. Where are we at? 14, 17. Is that right? Someone have it for us? If you have it, let's, I want to hear several scriptures this time. Someone go ahead and read it, please. Mm-hmm. Oh, glory to God. Now, guess what? We're getting a glimpse of what the kingdom of God is. Because we said, seek first the kingdom of God in his righteousness, then all these things will be added unto you. Jesus said to Nicodemus, listen, here's the only way that you're going to get into the kingdom is that you what? Or see the kingdom is that you're born again. Now we're seeing here, and there's so many other places. That's why I want you to study on the kingdom of God. It says right here, again, as we, as we just read, what, what the kingdom of God is. Someone else, before we stop, who has another translation? Verse 17. Go ahead. Wow. Does that sound like how the kingdom of God operates? Man, that's cool. So, someone else. New living, we heard. What else did we hear? King James, who has something other than that? Okay. Oh, glory to God. God's kingdom consists of. What does it consist of? It says right here, talks about righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then it goes on and says here, and peace. So we know also what's in the kingdom of God is what? Peace. Well, it also says what? Joy. So what else is in the kingdom of God? Joy. But then it goes on and says, hold on, Holy Spirit is in the kingdom of God. Can't do away with the Holy Ghost. Can't do away with the Holy Spirit. Why? Because in the kingdom of God. is in the kingdom of God. 
See, so I'm not even going to get on that bandwagon. I'm not even going to talk about how people have tried to do away with the Holy Spirit and the operation and gifts of the Holy Spirit. All I'm going to say is this, is that in the kingdom of God is where these gifts, come on somebody, they function, they operate, manifestations. Come on now, you know, miracles, healing, everything that God says belongs to us. Thank God. Gifts of the Holy Spirit. Well, are you ready to tap some more into grace? That was just a little bit of information I wanted to give you so you'll do some homework. And I ask you again, please, you get some time, look at, through the Gospels, study, look up the word kingdom or words kingdom of God. And you will be so amazed. You'll be so thrilled. You'll be so excited and go, wow. Then you know what you'll say? Man, this belongs to me. The whole understanding and connecting the dots about what's in the kingdom belongs to me. So, Going back to our, right before pick up, right back again, verse 1, chapter 5, I'll read it, and it says of Romans, therefore having been justified by faith, we have peace, there it is again, with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, to whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. Now, what have we covered so far? We said what grace was. Anybody remember? Let's look at your notes. What do you have? Grace. I gave you three areas. Grace, one aspect is favor. Okay. Okay. Wow, you just go ahead and gave them all of them. Go ahead, somebody. You're looking at them notes. Good notes. Okay. So let's make sure we gave you three. All right. That's right. That's right. See? So we said, we said grace being favor. Uh, or unmerited favor. We said grace, an aspect of grace, as the power of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that right? And we left off on last time we got together, another aspect of grace, you said it, as the blessings of God. Wow. Man, I tell you what. I want everything that the Lord, listen, has prepared for me. Say prepared for me. I want it all. How about you? Ooh, glory to God. Well, let's look at another aspect, and I want to give this to you. So as we go forward, we talked about the blessings of God. Now, how do you remember some things we said about the blessing? You took notes. I'll help you. I'll give you some stuff too, but about the blessings of God. Grace is understood in terms of blessing of God. What did we say? Grace and divine blessing. Didn't we say that? As far as First uh, Peter chapter 1, verse 9 and 10, did we give you that? Okay, all right. Let me read this to you. Here's what I said, First Peter chapter 1, verse 9 and 10. Listen out of the Amplified. It says, as the, at, at the same time, say same time. At the same time you receive the result of your faith, the salvation of your souls, the prophets who prophesied of the grace, then it says, Divine blessing. So they prophesied of the grace or they prophesied of the divine blessing which was intended for you. Say for me. Amen. So what they prophesied was intended for you. Amen. Then it says here, you, and it says, it says searched and inquired earnestly about this salvation. That's our responsibility. Say that's my responsibility. How about when you were in school? Amen. When you were in school, did you have to study? If you wanted to pass. How many of you enjoyed going to school? Be honest. How many did not? Be honest. Okay. And that's okay. All right. How many have favorite teachers? 
Yeah, you remember that, huh? How many of you were a teacher's pet? Oh, oh yes. I was, I was, I was. I love that. I just like being in front of people. Okay, anyways, but um, uh, uh, so let me just say this. Okay, here it is. Search, no, notice this at the end. It says, searched and inquired earnestly. If I inquire earnestly, what does that mean to you? If you inquire earnestly about something, let's talk about that. What does that mean? Anybody. There's no right or wrong. I just want to know what you think to inquire earnestly means. Put the time in. Wow. To learn. Thank you. Someone else. So there's a desire. Put the time in to learn. There's a desire. Wow. Okay. Put the time in before the test. Study to the best of my ability so when it's time to take the test that I can require of what I put in and took the time to study. Am I right? Same thing as this. To seek means when it says to aim at, the Amplified, we've heard that tonight. To aim at is to inquire so that you may require of what, the, what belongs to you, what the Lord says is yours in the kingdom of God. But we just can't be lazy. Hmm. We, we shouldn't be lazy. Come on now, spiritually and naturally. Okay, let's go on. Okay, here we go. In order for me to understand what belongs to me, I'm going to have to open up the Bible, aren't you? We're going to have to get into the word of God and find out what belongs to me. That makes all the difference. I have to study. I have to put the time in. But you know what happens sometimes? That there's people that they earnestly have a desire and want to know what belongs to them, but they want someone else to do it for them. And if that someone else is not around, then guess what happens? It's like they don't know how. Am I right? Okay, it's kind of like kids, right? As they start growing, what happens? I mean, little kids, babies, they don't know how to feed themselves. But as they get older and we teach them, what happens? They learn how to feed themselves. They learn how to go up to the table. Right, and they, you know, you may prepare the meal, but then now, you know, as they get older, they get a little bit independent, and then said, "I can do it myself," and that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. So what I'm saying, as we grow spiritually, we should be individually. There's nothing wrong collectively, like we're doing tonight, but have a desire, an earnest desire, to seek the scriptures and study the Word of God to find out what belongs to us. Then, if I know what belongs to me, I can take advantage of it. I can take advantage of it. Well, so let's look at another aspect. Grace, as we said, unmerited favor. Grace, I want you to see grace as this, write this down, as help from God. Oh, that's good. Grace as help from God. Have you ever said, Lord, thank you for your grace? You're saying, Lord, thank you for help, right? Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord, for your grace. Thank you for your help. Well, let's share a few things with you. I want you to write this down. Uh, uh, 2 Timothy 2.1. That's where we're going. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Now, I want you to understand and I, that grace can come as God. This is how grace can come. We already said grace comes can come as what? As, what's the first definition we said? As unmerited favor we also said grace can come as power the holy spirit then we also said that grace can come as what blessings now what i want you to see tonight is grace can come as god's supernatural help 
God's supernatural help. It's like, Lord, I need your grace. I need your grace here. And you know what? That is scriptural. If you're dealing with something in your life and you're needing understanding, you're needing direction, you're saying, God, I need your help here. I need your grace. I need your grace here. So that's another aspect. Everybody say aspect. Okay? And, and, and the Lord admonishes every one of us in the scriptures to be strong in grace. So not only do we see here that another aspect of grace is God's supernatural aid, but he wants you to be strong. Say, I'm strong. See, he wants you to be strong in grace. Well, let's prove it out. Someone help us read 2 Timothy 2.1, and let's hear what it has to say. Go right ahead. Mm-hmm. Wow, be strong in the grace. And so we see here, Paul, we understand, speaking to Timothy, but we can take the word of God as God speaking to us. And so we want to see this scripture as God, God, you're speaking to me, and what you're saying to me is be strong in grace. Wow, be strong in grace that is in Christ Jesus. In other words, here's a supernatural aid, here's a supernatural help, be strong. I mean, he wants her to be strong in grace. And so someone else, give me a different translation. Please. Wow, I love that. Okay. Come on, just a couple more. You can do it. I have confidence in you. Come on, someone else. How about, does anybody have the NIV? Okay. All right. Does anybody have the message? So in the grace, spiritual blessing. So help, we're seeing here another aspect of grace is simply this, God's supernatural aid. He wants to come to our rescue. He wants to help you. No matter what you need, listen, we access, come on now, this grace by what? Faith. So everything we've mentioned so far, you still have to use your faith. To receive. Say, my faith. my faith. And faith is simply believing. You know, I don't have to see it to believe it. Am I right? What is faith? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen or not seen. That's what faith is. And we know how faith comes. Right? So I encourage you that we have to use our faith. We, we, we established on last time that faith pleases God. Isn't that right? Where do we find that scripture? Hebrews 11.6. Now see, so as a teacher in me, I'm going to make sure I'm going over these scriptures for you because I either want you to mark them down in your Bible, I want you to get them in your heart and live by them. Say live by them. Okay. Now let me give you some other translations here. One translation says, and I just want you to re listen to the translation, and that's how I have it here. One translation says, be strong in the favor that is in Christ Jesus. Another translation says of 2 Timothy 2.1, be strong in the help which comes from union with Christ Jesus. Ooh, I like that. Be strong. Say be strong. Be strong. Man. And then it says, here's another one. It says, and I want you to see this because this is so powerful. Let me read this to you. God's grace 
is God's help in favor in times of need. Let me give it to you again. God's grace is God's help. I want you to see his grace as help coming to you. God's grace is God's help and favor in times of need. How many of you have needs? Sure. Now we know what the scripture says in the kingdom of God who supplies those needs. Who supplies them? What does the scripture tell us? Philippians what? Four. Okay, give me some references. And I don't want you to just quote scripture. Where is it at? Philippians 4. All right. Okay, write it down. Philippians 4.19. Okay, we're students of the word. Amen. So Philippians 4.19. Let me say this again. We're talking about what's happening here. God's grace is God's help and favor in time of need. So I know this, that whatever, if I have a need, then what I'm simply saying is, God, I need your help. And I know that you're going to supply my need according to your riches and glory. Listen, by Christ Jesus, according to your riches. Let me say this, let me say it this way. According to what you have, God, already established in your kingdom. Because what's in your kingdom now belongs to me because I belong to you and I am in the kingdom of God. I no longer, I no longer belong, listen, and live in, dwell in the kingdom of darkness. You no longer do. You are in the kingdom of light. And so whatever is in the kingdom of God belongs to you. Say it belongs to me. And that's why I tell people, joy. Peace, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, prosperity. Everything that's in the kingdom of God belongs to you. This is why, I mean, it really, it, it, it hinders. I, I shouldn't say hinders. That's not the right word I'm looking for. It grieves my spirit when we hear people talking about something that no longer belongs to us today because they haven't taken time. Come on, what did we say? To what? To do what? To study or search. Come on, right, and inquire earnestly about this salvation. I believe that anyone that you know that has said to you about, well, this, this doesn't belong to us today, or, or, or you can say that the time has passed, or whatever terminology they would use. But if they would earnestly seek the word of God, they're going to find truth. They're going to find truth. Well, you say, well, you know, they may say, well, you know, if they have to humble themselves, say, I don't know how. Well, then you need to find someone that can teach you. Right. You can go to school. Right. But we need to learn what the word says instead of just mouthing and speaking something that's not true and it's not lined up in the word of God. And this is what happens a lot of times when we don't take the time to study ourselves. We're just like little birds. We got our mouth open. Come on now. And whatever you want, somebody else to feel it. You take the time to feel. Fill your mouth. Fill your heart with what God says in, in his word. Because I know this. Whatever is in the kingdom belongs to me. Whatever is in the kingdom belongs to you. The question is, do we know what's in it? So we can access God's supernatural. Say supernatural. We, that's right. We can access God's supernatural aid 
The same way we can access everything else from God. And that's how I want you to see it. Because sometimes what happens, we're talking about grace, God's unmerited favor. We have like, okay, I can understand. See, then we start reasoning. I can understand how we can, I can access that. And we kind of qualify because they, that's not so hard. But none of it is hard. That's, that's, the, that's the funny thing about it, isn't it? Because if I say to you, how many of you are not saved tonight? And I, every one of you have given your heart to the Lord. Am I right about that? If not, we can take care of that right now. Is everybody here? You, you've, you've asked Jesus to come into your heart. Am I right? Okay. So if I said to you tonight, you are not born again, I would get some funny looks. And you would tell me that, yes, I am. Yes, I am. Now, see, we can, we can gravitate towards that. It's not... In other words, it doesn't seem hard. Can I use that word? You know, to, to understand, even understand. Uh, because we have enough spiritual awareness. And we understand how salvation comes. But a lot of times what happens with believers, they stop right there. Stop right there. And then all of a sudden, we, we switch from grace. Right? Which is what? Unmerited favor. And then all of a sudden we get on this side and think we've got to work for everything else that's in the kingdom. Yeah. Where did that come from? <laughs> crazy. <laughs> it came from crazy. So, okay. We have a different terminology for that. But anyways, <laughs> that comes from not knowing your word, Cindy. <laughs> okay. But it's true. I'm with you. Y'all lay hands on her, okay? All right, but, but, but you get my point. Why is it, though, because I know what's in the kingdom of God, and, and, and there's several areas that really it seems like we trip over. And, and, I, and I repeat this a lot because I believe it's very true. You know, we're okay. Say, hey, man, listen, I, I, faith, my faith, I believe I'm saved. In other words, I use my faith, and my faith gave me access into this grace, and this grace I know is unmerited favor. I'm born again. Then I say, let's talk about healing. All of a sudden, people say, oh, and it's like, sit down. Okay, somebody else go. Why is that? See, it's almost like, it's like show and tell. Get up and we can tell. I can tell you what? What I know. Right. See? And this is a problem. The only reason why you can't tell me what you know is because what you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> so what's the remedy? Get in the word, in the word of God and find out. Then you'll what? You'll know. Then you can stay up the entire time for show and tell. Oh, y'all missing that. Because I'm telling you, there are people today in the body of Christ that struggle when it comes to talking about just what I'm just talking about healing. Or struggle when it comes to talk about finances, prosperity. You know that's in the kingdom of God. And it belongs to us. So we have to ask ourselves, why is that? Well, there's several reasons we can say uh, that kind of pushes us away from what belongs to us. And unfortunately, a lot of it is, is that, again, the analogy of the bird. That instead of us finding out for ourselves, we take the word of someone who has taken the word of another person or has taken a word of another person, and we have not found out for ourselves. 
Either the word of God is true or it's, it's not true. But if I don't know what's in it, then, I mean, I have a covenant. This is your covenant. And I must take time to study what belongs to me. And the way that I receive it, the same way I receive salvation, I receive everything else that has been promised to me. You receive everything else that's been promised to you in the word of God. It's there. It's yours. It's in the kingdom. Can I tell you this? Sickness is not in the kingdom of God. So guess what? Sickness doesn't belong to you. Whatever is in the kingdom of God belongs to you. Sickness is in the kingdom of darkness. You say, how do you know that? Well, you have to understand the works of the enemy. Well, the Bible says in Romans, excuse me, John 10, 10, what does it say? The thief comes to do what? Okay. And see, but this is why he comes. This is his mode of operation. Okay. And so understand this, but Jesus came that we may what? Have life and have it more abundantly. And that is the kingdom way, experiencing, enjoying kingdom life. Now, that doesn't mean we walk around and act like we're so important. Look at me. I belong to the kingdom of God. That's not the right attitude. It's humility that gets us into the kingdom. And it's humility that's going to keep us in the kingdom. So we have to understand, how does the kingdom operate how does the kingdom flow? How does the king, see, and we'll, if we'll take time. I mean, how about this? Remember, Jesus is teaching again. Oh, man, the great teacher. And he's teaching the disciples, and I'm going to finish up because I can go, I mean, two hours, two more hours. I'm not going to do that. Okay, I'm going to finish up right here. Last thought. Jesus is dealing with the rich man. I'm not even going to ask you if you remember that. I don't want, don't want to do that to you. Now I'm just joking. <laughs> just hear me out, okay? After the rich man left, right? The rich young ruler left. I mean, dropped his head, disappointed, because Jesus said, here's what's required of you. Huh? Go and sell what you have. Then the second piece was go give it to the poor. Now, maybe he didn't have a problem, and I don't know. This is just me. Maybe he was thinking, like, well, I don't have a problem selling what I have, but I don't want to give to the poor because he could have had a mindset. I'm just saying he could have had a mindset. He's rich. I earned this. I'm not going to give this to somebody who hasn't earned anything. That's a thought. That's just me. It's not Bible. Okay. I, cl- I clarified that. Say, say, that was you, Pastor Maurice. Thank you. And that was, that was Miss Betty who said that too. But anyways, listen. Understand now, the disciples' eyes are open. They're awakened. And they ask Jesus a question. Then who can enter? Wow. See, he's talking about, see, it went from money to talking about entering to the kingdom of God. Then who can be saved? That's really what's saying. Then who can be saved? I mean, you look, say, this guy has everything, and he said that he kept all the commandments, but yet he walked away, turned away. So they're asking him a question. Do you guys remember the response? 
Okay, I'm just saying, think about this. What's that? Mm-hmm. Okay, now, many scholars have said, and you probably already know because you study, say, I've studied. I know what that says, Pastor. I know what that means. Am I right? You do. Mm. Okay. So, next time. <laughs> now, I'll tell you. Okay, so what happens is this. If you'll study and you go to Israel or you go to a place, when he said the eye of a needle, it wasn't talking about a needle that you sew your clothes up with. The eye of a needle was entrance. And the eye of a needle was very, it wasn't very big. It wasn't very wide. It was so much so, and if you even think about it, how that it protected and how you had entrance into the walls or through the walls. And in order for someone to go through the eye of a needle, and if they're even on a camel, they had to get off and unload what they had to get in to go through the eye of the needle. Now, spiritually speaking, you know what that tells us? That if we want to enter into the kingdom of God, we've got to unload. Come on now, you have to unload. You have to, otherwise you can't enter. What was the problem with the rich young ruler? Was he willing to unload? Mm. Study it out.